Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It's Teresa. It's your girl Ashley. And it's me, Sella. And we're coming at you guys with another episode. Let's go. We have been gone for a while, but we are going to bring you guys some new and good content. So thank you guys for bearing with us. And we're just going to get right into it. Today's topic, we're going to start off with um, the Fresh Prince reunion episode. I don't know if you guys watched it, but we did. Some of us did. (laughs) Some of us. And I'm going to give you guys just like basically a brief summary of like the point that we're going to talk off of and then we'll just get into it so essentially um they did a fresh prince reunion and they brought back the entire cast and it was really beautiful like it made me Definitely. cry teared up they had you know the uncle phil moment where they played back his rest iconic in peace. moments rest in peace. first things first was some peace man that's always that's it's very sad. different bro i like, loved uncle phil he was our uncle too yeah like we can get don't, into don't that <laughs> Stop. Uncle Lefeu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, for real. Uncle Lefeu. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Anyway. Okay, guys, I'm so sorry. We're being, we're being childish, but for real. <laughs> but for real, though, <laughs> growing up, watching the French principal. James Air, Avery, you're rest in peace. It became, oh, I was like, who? That's his Uncle real name. Bill, his real name his is James, James, I never James Was Avery. the James Avery line named after him, or is that just happened to be a different James Avery? <laughs> I can't deal. Like, oh rings. my gosh. Did you Pause. not know? <laughs> and we're back. So, yes, James Avery is the they actor. They left. Yeah, but, like, is, but my question was, <laughs> my, wait, my question is, though, it's not the same James no. Avery. But James it just Avery happens is a white me. person. The point is, y'all, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was definitely impactful for all of us because it's like a family system that we grew up that on. That was like, my uncle. Exactly. Like, watching the Fresh Prince, you looked at each... Go ahead, oh, bro. my gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love Fresh Prince. Yeah. One of my favorite... R.I.P. to Uncle Phil. One yes. of my favorite parts was when Will yeah. was crying over his father because yes. his father disappointed him. him. That episode, yeah. And Will, like, broke down crying. Yeah. And, like, Uncle Phil flipped his hat off Can on I accident. Just, and and then he grabbed him. his head. Can I just say something him? about that? So sweet. The first time I watched that episode, I cried. Hard. It was The second time I watched that episode. Guys, y'all want to know something funny about it? The second time I watched that episode, I laughed. You're annoying. I know why you laughed. I've been Gisella, there. <laughs> you were going to talk about this? I said moment. the first time I watched it, I cried. The second time, I laughed because the way... It, it just, was too much. No, the way he hugged him so drastically. Yeah. It was like, so, guys, there's a background story. So, basically, in the reunion episode, they explain that scene because mm-hmm. it's one of the most iconic scenes. And, basically, Will wanted to impress James Avery. Oh, I saw that. So yeah, much. I, did. I saw this And he point. messed up on the first take, and he was like, dude, get it together and just... Do what you got to do, basically. And so that was the take. He was frustrated, and that's how it came out. But it ended up being the so one that they used. So those were genuine tears? It was like, like yeah, frustration. I feel bad because the second time I watched it, I was laughing specifically. <laughs> Thank you. Because of how Will Trying was to villainize me. I was like, Will is doing too much right now. <laughs> Why you don't want me, man? Stop. <laughs> no, that was, that was powerful because, no, no, no. All jokes aside, all jokes aside, that episode for a lot of men it was, that's a, what I was, was a defining moment mm-hmm. because like he was expressing that emotion that a lot of people don't talk about exactly, exactly. a and black man that was a crying. very like mm-hmm. because they always keep it in moment. and like if you guys have watched the fresh prince of bel-air um will's character it's will, will. yeah yeah will on the show he's so cool he's always laughing goofy, goofy cracking jokes music. exactly like he's never serious so in that moment, he showed vulnerability that yeah. most men don't like to show. So, like, Fresh the, Prince was awesome. The second episode, sorry, that he was also super vulnerable is the one where he gets shot. And oh, him and Carlton have that moment. That. Oh, my God, yeah. Because they got robbed at the at the, mm-hmm. at the he bank. he got shot. Yeah. And then Carlton was like, yeah, this is my brother. He's like, give me, my, give me the gun, man. And he was going to do what he had to do. <laughs> yeah, he was going to do what he had to do. <laughs> That was that is that was I, powerful too. Listen, if you've never watched Fresh Prince in your life, please go watch. I the is Fresh there Prince a person who's never watched? There's, it's there's possible. people out there. Yeah, probably there's possibly people that have never live watched under it. a rock, Nothing or who just you. don't have the resources. Anyways, life lessons yeah, were too. learned, and there was just a lot of like moments where we could take away like, oh wow, they represented the black community in an amazing way, in a like, very positive. They way. were able to express things before <laughs> their time. You want to know what I love? Sorry, this is like a weird, like personal preference. Mm. Oh I love Hillary's character. And weird, so weirdly We're enough, get into that. because like when I think of socialite, I never think of a black girl. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she just embodied what like a, a black socialite, socialite was, would yeah, be we're definitely was for me it was like iconic. It's iconic, and it showed that you know 
black people can't achieve a certain level of wealth and have their kids well off. And no, I she was a little bit of an she airhead. Wasn't yeah, she no, wasn't no, 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 no. But she, but she I'm saying that that role that but the, the, you see that here's the thing. I'm gonna break this down in a weird way. Maybe it'll make sense. Maybe it won't. But you know, like when it comes to black people, black people really we have to work for everything, right? Yeah. It's it's hard enough. We don't really get to just like live our lives. Yeah. Kind I know of what you're saying. Okay, I get what you're saying. And the fact that we had this character who was very much living her life, very carefree, very airhead, very didn't have to worry too much about like you know not societal black things woman. that are you know are associated with yeah. being black. Yeah. yeah was cool. Yeah. It's cool to me at least. It's like I'm we're sorry, gonna no, I, we're gonna get into I'm it. just thinking of all the funny yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Trevor, obviously, she yeah. was she was an airhead and everything. Yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm not you saying she should be point, an airhead, but it sure. shows that like that's a character, a black woman character who was able to live her life very carefully. It's rare. You well, never I, though see she that. did have like her personal tragedies with yeah, you know, yeah. her fiance dying and Which everything. Overall, <laughs> so you cannot just over that. No, 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 but I'm saying overall, right? Besides the fact, because they didn't even dwell on that, they didn't dwell on it. <laughs> they they didn't, didn't, that's what was so funny. They, they didn't they dwell on it up. because it her was character was really supposed to be this airhead, very <laughs> carefree kind of black girl, and it's I love that because black mm-hmm. girls in real life don't get to be that. Well, I think that in that era, they were like. I feel like the entertainment industry was waking up. And by yeah. saying that, I mean, like, we had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We had the Cosby show, even though y'all don't want to talk about it. But they were showing an African-American family in a different light. Like, mm-hmm. you know, James Avery was a lawyer. You family know what I'm saying? And, like, um, in the Bill Cosby show, I think, what's her name? They were doctors. There was doctor, a doctor. Exactly. Oh. And uh, I forgot about his wife. Cosby was. show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Claire? Dr. Huxtable and Claire. Yeah, Claire. Yeah. She was a, she a lawyer. She's a lawyer. And, then, a lawyer and a doctor. Exactly. So, basically, they were giving black people these professions that you know make a lot of money they were showing in the spinoff of a different world exactly black black, people in college exactly showing black people in affluent areas you know growing up rich society in a way it was like they were giving us images to look up to exactly like when you're young everyone has a a tv show that they associated with Mm -hmm. their with their young childhood Mm -hmm. that they looked up to and said i want to be like that Mm -hmm. there's martin Mm -hmm. you know people say i want to be like martin and gina with uh, Fresh love. Prince, people are like, I want a family like Uncle Phil. The Jamie Foxx show. Jamie Foxx show. Yep. I want to look like, you know, I want to yeah, be like talented. Fancy. Or mm-hmm. I want to be as talented as uh, Jamie, Jamie was. Fox. So it's just, it's really cool what and, we have done in our community. Yeah. And another thing I just kind of want to highlight is just, I feel like for me personally, the 90s and the early 2000s were the pinnacle of black TV. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. No, I agree. I feel I like we still that. have good, like, you know, we have the insecures and, you know, Blackish, guys. I need to talk about insecure. Yeah, I have we have. Not, really you do. know, we have. I have these, not watched. You know, I these, these, these black Americans. We had. You know, we have these shows. But in my opinion, my humble opinion, they don't hit. Like the, the way the days. other good, the good old, the, the good old actually learned something. Though. It's not yeah, there. Yeah, no, I feel like it was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking, mm-hmm. and it was something that was like redefining how black people saw themselves in society. Exactly, and that's. I wish they would bring that kind of feeling back. I agree. I agree. That's all I have to say Unfortunately, about. I feel like because of how the generations are progressing, we will never be able to get back yeah. to that point. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I would love it. At least we can take know. comfort in watching our throwbacks. I, I think we can take comfort in, in our throwbacks. But you want to know something? Mm-hmm. Seeing like being on these platforms and seeing these young creatives that, if they were given the chance, could create something mm-hmm. very, you know for this time now and that could be just as influential maybe even more and honestly i feel like um, we're kind of like they just need the platform to do it but do you Young think creatives, mm-hmm. i'm sorry no go ahead do you think that our generation and the ones that come after us would support it yes yeah. i, would I like think would. you want to know what my like what, here's the problem for me right I feel like when I get on an app like TikTok or even Twitter or whatever, and I see all these young creatives that have these great ideas and that they're not getting the recognition they deserve, they're being stifled, they're being silenced, right. mm-hmm. they're and not their, you know, they're not getting not... their credit when, when they're setting all of these trends, it's discouraging to their art, right? Yeah. I so I feel like if they were given the platform, like we have the Charlie D'Amelio's and the Addison Rays of this world, mm-hmm. if they were given the same opportunity, so 
they would be, if anything, I, I hope these companies are listening, they would be bringing in more money. Yes. Because every trend that you see on the on on, on TikTok has been started by a, a person of color. Mm. Maybe not just black. We have indigenous people. Yes. We have Latino people. That can be we anything, have Asian people. Asian, exactly. All the tr- I have yet to see a trend that has not been started by a person of a color. person of color. So I'm just saying it's the, the people of color who are starting the trends, but the people who don't have the color who are profiting from the trend. And it's always been and that And that's way. the problem for me. I feel like if they had the proper platform to, and they were supported by these businesses, they would be making more money and that they would have more of an impact on our future generations the way the people of the past. Because they, the people of the past, like the, though it is controversial, the Bill Cosby's of this world, mm-hmm. the Wayne brothers of this world, mm-hmm. they weren't given these platforms. They had to fight had tooth to and fight. nail to get there. The Dave Chappelle's of this, this world, they had to fight Bernie to Mac have show. this platform. But when they did oh my gosh, get it, the Bernie they, Mac show. That's what I'm saying. When when they got these platforms, they have generational influence. The fact that people were like petitioning Netflix for years to put all these black shows that are on there now, like Moesha, Girlfriends, One on One, all of these to get on there, it's because they know the influence. That was these people who had to fight to have this platform and that their messages and their, you know, storylines are still relevant today. Well, I feel like all of yeah, this. Gonna say yeah, earlier? no, all of this goes back to systematic racism. Like we all know that yes. that's the thing, and they don't want to push, and they don't want to put on the forefront like the African American culture. And these shows were so influential because it was able; they were able to show the African American culture from different perspectives mm-hmm. and give people like uh, Ashley was saying earlier something to look up to. Like this is the family, like the way that um, the Bill Cosby show was. And if you guys have a problem with that, I don't know. But like before the way we exactly knew, before, before we, we knew. knew like I want to be you know I want to have a wife that's a lawyer I want to be a doctor I want to you know be in this type of area like definitely just things to look up to and oh, um, go ahead and another thing that I just want to like emphasize on this is when you see these shows right they were taking primetime TV spots like Teresa can yeah, tell you yeah, they yeah. talked about this in the special mm-hmm. Fresh Prince was rivaling like sports yeah. and mm-hmm. award shows football. all of these things they were rivaling this because mm-hmm. They had somebody believed in them enough to give them a platform at a prime time TV spot, and they were rivaling exactly. other shows, right? And I feel like that's the problem because like there are so many creatives, right? But the only platform some people are limited to BET, and that's not shade to BET, right? But the thing is, how many other demographics are really tuned into BET, right? And it's it's very much a you know a black and, people, and that is why, right? So if we have these people on bigger platforms on these prime time like cable television mm-hmm. spots to a different demographic, right. they would be getting these results like they did in the back. In the what day. they were saying, I shall let you go, and go then ahead. I'm going to bring it back in to, like, to get to I would topic. just like to throw, let me go ahead and, and tie this into what Misela just said. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is just a conspiracy type thought, maybe, but I genuinely feel like one of the main reasons why mm-hmm. that, that what, what Misela just spoke about has not happened is because there's so much positive light that African-Americans or people of color, we will say, are being seen if we do it that way. However, if you notice, the people who are colorless, mm-hmm. they will support boys in the hood. They will support things that are very ratchet and, and make us For appear yeah, to yeah. be a certain way. However, once mm-hmm. you get and you want to That's go ahead and point. say, hey, I want to I want to I want to do something Elevate. positive. I want to make like um, the Jordan Peele's of the world. Guys, yes, you got to give Jordan Peele yes. his props. And yeah. the thing is, the reason why BET is the main platform for this is because this is what they originated for. Mm-hmm. They originated to start putting give out positive. They want to be like, listen, these are for the blacks. Exactly. And so this is for everything else. Now, do I say? BT is still that way. No, it's different. It's but changed. it was gen- it was originated off of trying to make us look positive. Basically, definitely put because in a box. I yes. think BT originated because yes. we didn't have a space. Right. We didn't have a seat at the table, so we built our own yeah, chairs. Yeah. Right. But now it's it. limited people, which you is know? so sad. But what is sad is though BET now is not even black owned anymore. It's really not, and that's another so, thing. Like, not black owned, but it's all I've seen the, the decline now. of BET. By the fact that they're not black owned exactly. anymore. Because all the positivity that you used to see is being replaced by less than positive images. That's, That's what, what I'm I'll saying, say. yes. And to them, it's That's it's almost point, as if actually. like, oh, this is this is what this is what we can is, get behind. This is what we can get behind. This yeah. is what everybody and wants you know to what? see. It's which funny is because I never even thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, a, it's not even, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it's it a conspiracy either. because I think no. that that's like, I think it's a valid point. I think it's dead, dead A, the truth. Um, but, but to bring it back <laughs> to the first point and kind of like push into like our first topic yeah, or subtopic or whatever. 
I, we watched the Fresh Prince reunion and they had like a lot of different moments where they showed, you know, like we said, the Uncle Phil moments and they kind of just spoke about all of their moments individually and they kind of went behind the scenes. A really anticipated thing that if anyone knows anything about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know that there was two Aunt Vids. Mm -hmm. There's the dark skin Aunt Viv Sweet. and there's the light skin Aunt, aunt Viv. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have things to say about like who's better and whatnot. So, Team dark skin. on the reunion, <laughs> on the reunion, he actually brings the dark skin Aunt Viv, which I'm so sad that I don't Janet know her name. something. Janet, okay. Really? I don't, don't even know, I don't know any of the Aunt Viv's real names. So I'll, just I'll, I'll figure it out while you're talking. So he brings her out and they literally like have a moment of forgiveness. Like these people did not speak for almost 30 years. Yeah. Janet Hubert. Janet Hubert. There we go. Shout Thank you so her. much. So yeah, Will sits down with Janet and they have a, a genuine conversation and they basically talk about what their fallout was. And the media's perception for the longest time, they thought the dark skin Aunt Viv was fired from the show and they thought that she was just difficult to work with and that's mm -hmm. why she was gone. Mm -hmm. But the reality of the situation, she speaks about her background and says that she actually left the show because at the time she was in an abusive relationship mm -hmm. and she was pregnant and she was going through a lot of things at the house. And so she wasn't the nicest because she was hormonal. She would even say that. Yeah. And Will being this young, vibrant person that's always happy, if he see any type of negative energy, he was off put by it. So that's where their clash started. Mm -hmm. And he didn't understand where she was coming from and she didn't understand where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And so the producer saw that and he was like, you know, Will's the big boss here. Like if he doesn't mess with you, like we have to you figure out. it out. Yeah. So they gave her an offer and they basically said like, this is what we're offering you and you cannot work anywhere else. Like you cannot take any other jobs, but this is what we're gonna offer you. And they basically offered her pennies. And so she was like, I'm not gonna take this. Like, I'm not going to accept this. I have a child to fend for, and now I'm going to be a single mom. Like, I can't. And so she didn't accept it. She didn't come back. And they just iced her out, basically. They everyone, her. Everyone on the show was just kind of like, whatever. Like, they did not talk to her, really, when she was on the set. Like, she explained everything. And it was so crazy to see that because I was like, the power of diction in the entertainment mm. industry. When you label a black woman as difficult hard to work with mm -hmm. that can literally end their career Nia Long mm -hmm. so let's speak Monique. about it let's get into it Monique Nia Long but we've talked about Monique yeah before. we have but Nia Long that that comes to my attention mm -hmm. I've heard I mean, of course I don't know Nia Long but I've heard a lot of stories from a lot of different I've watched a lot of different interviews with actresses and actors to where they say the reason why you don't see Nia Long a lot anymore, anymore is because she's supposedly very difficult to work with mm. there was um when she was on Empire mm-hmm one of the main reasons, if you watch Empire, you notice that it was very weird because she just disappeared off of the show because it's like they were building her storyline, then she disappeared. Well, the main reason why, quote unquote, she disappeared was because she was difficult to work with mm -hmm. and she was clashing with Cookie Lion. Exactly. Taraji P. Henson. And that's a whole nother thing about how black people, you know, tend to feel like they need to come or present themselves a certain way with another black person. It's like, we're both here to lift each other up. Literally. So why are you portraying yourself to be this or that? Now, I don't know exactly what happened, but that reminds me of Nia Long. And it's crazy because it's like, in the instance for Will and Janet, that's two black people going against each other. And then, again, it's and, always black. But it also black, black. shows the dichotomy of where the black women falls mm -hmm. on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because between that was a black man. the two... She was shined like she was, and Will Smith is, if arguably one of the best male black actors, period, Love debatable, her. but he's up there. Please. So her. literally she said that that ruined her reputation, her reputation, and it ruined her work. Like she was not able to get a gig after it that. It shows truth because I, 27 years, 27 years, guys. Yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, where have you seen her? Exactly. I believe that. And you haven't seen her anywhere. I, I have strong opinions about this because, no, I really do. Yeah. Because I and think that, that. <laughs> when, when you're a black person in the industry, there's already barriers for you because yeah. of your race Speak and stuff, it. right? Speak on it. So I feel like... I'm glad that we're in this space now that we are, where people are more conscious of their words and how it affects people. Because I feel like if Fresh Prince of Bel-Air were to happen in this time period mm -hmm. and that were to happen, she would have had, first of all, more of a platform to speak out about what happened to her. Facts. She would have had more time to have redemption. She wouldn't have lost 27-something yeah. of years Bad. of her life, you Bad. know? I feel like... 
um, you were very right when you were saying about, we. I think it was you who said, we need to be lifting each other up and not mm-hmm. putting each other down. But it also shows that the plight of a black woman is the double portion. Mm. It really Literally, is. Guys. Because it's like, you know, I'm sure Will Smith himself faced barriers because he was a black man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he has that man as a saving grace exactly. in this industry. Exactly. And her being a black female... And I've heard that for like a and lot of people. And dark skin, guys. And dark skin, bottom of the totem pole. There's add that she's And that's another thing because you know we've already kind of talked about this in previous episodes about black women not being able to be vulnerable yep. or being seen as soft or like tender or whatever. When mm-hmm. there are several other races who are able to be victims, right? Yeah. And clearly, obviously, she had her part in what she was doing. She, you know fessed up to her part in this but i still feel like she was the victim right Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day she was blackballed whether will smith liked her or not or whatever problems they had even if he had a problem he went on to have a great career exactly because if a guy is problematic they'll just be like "Mm, he's a guy and he didn't speak out is exactly what's her point as well yeah and he didn't speak out in in solidarity he kind of let this narrative go on that you know she was difficult. difficult and it's sad because there's tons of difficult actresses out there like what is it um katherine heigl is one that comes to mind she's a white actress mm-hmm. and when you see i've seen so many people talk about why she doesn't get casted that often right but you still see her a little bit mm-hmm. right exactly. and That's it's because white women are given a little bit of the benefit of the doubt right. you know Versus. they're able to be victims a little bit more often than a black woman even if they're difficult or whatever they people always want to give them the benefit of the doubt like mm, Maybe they wronged you, you know? Yeah. And it's sad because a lot of women of color, even Latina women Mm -hmm. or, like, Asian women, Mm -hmm. they don't have that same grace. Because once somebody has blackballed you in the entertainment industry as a person of color, that's going to stick. Honestly, guys, the way that I see it, this is how the entertainment industry goes, right? White man is at the top of the top. The top of the top. Second are the trickle down of all the different races of men. Who would you say? Asian men? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say white man, white woman, no. everything else. No, no, say, no, 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 no. I would wait, say wait, accurate. But you know why I would say in, that, In though? the entertainment industry? Yes, You know accurate. why I would say that, All right, though? okay. So when you think about it, look at the pay grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at these people who... Highest paid actresses. The people, though, okay. there actors. are uh, white female actresses, and, and not to poop there's on no anybody. Shade. I love, there's a whole bunch of white female actresses that I love. Mm-hmm. But there are white female actresses that, that are rarely in movies yeah but they still get but they still get paid more and then mm-hmm. you look at viola davis who mm. has who will put out movie oh, after viola movie as another example has a portfolio look at viola davis she, okay put out on. movie after movie after movie but not guys, even getting half close. of what okay. that white actress let me getting. let me get into it go, let ahead, me get go into ahead go ahead so basically okay let me correct myself ashley's correct you know very correct the white woman does get up there but basically i was going to trickle down to it's men then it's women white women yes then you go down to the minorities Black man is always in front of the black woman. Then you get down to the real itty bitty of or the grits of it, and it's colorism as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the yeah. dark skinned black woman is going to be at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom That's... of the tone boat. That's why Viola Davis Viola is a Davis, great example. example. She's an amazing, mm-hmm. an amazing. Does she have any Oscars? Fences? Have oh. you seen Fences? She don't. My God, and that's oh and that's goodness. what gets on. That's what really bothers oh me that's about the industry because we see the Meryl Streep's of this but world, right? But you also right? want to know what uh, also influences. What? And I'm not trying to be rude when I say this. Speaking beauty. That's a no. Beauty. beauty. Get no, 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 no. You want to know why I'm about to what, debunk the theory? Here it goes. Beauty. Here it okay, goes. Go right. Ahead. So when you look at just, and we're talking strictly the acting world, right? Right. When you look at who is probably the most notable female actress, we're going with Meryl Streep. Meryl mm-hmm. Streep is at the top of the top. When people say, oh, right. she's no Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. she is literally the standard, right? right? But yes. yes. And this is no shade toward Meryl Streep because I think she's a beautiful woman, right? But when you look at conventional beauty, that's not her, right? No, but... But I here's the thing, okay. right? Mm-hmm. It's ahead. just because she has been allotted all of these opportunities to have these roles that make her notable. Right? Meryl Streep is grandfathered into her. I'm not going to... This is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that she does not have, because I think Meryl Streep is actually talented. She's very talented. So what there's I'm, actual like, merit no, behind. No, 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 I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying but to But when say- I was saying the beauty standard affects the entertainment industry, I'm saying it always has. We're not going to say today. It's always been present in the entertainment industry. But I'll, I'm going to say this. Go ahead. I'm going to say that people give people, give certain actors more grace and opportunity 
if they're beautiful. No, 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 no. That's big facts. But that's not the point that I was trying to get at. Yeah, I did. So let me just let me just go ahead make your point. The point that I'm trying to get at. Go ahead. Because that is a very valid point. Beauty definitely gets you more opportunities than than others. But what I'm trying to say is when it comes to who is really afforded based on without beauty mm-hmm. based on just their acting resume in mm-hmm. shots you have some someone like um Viola Davis is comparable to um, a Meryl Streep yeah she is she, they fact. have similar she actually is. they that's have actually a good that's the point but i'm saying when you see comparison. C- when you, that's a good comparison mm-hmm. right but when you see the opportunities that i've rolled one there's several factors what kind of movies are being put out there they're not writing roles that would require a Viola Davis to be casted in the first place. And she's also and that, typecasted. Viola exactly. Davis has been typecasted as the struggle woman. The struggle woman. She and and that's and that's the point, right? She, you're not gonna ever see her as the you know happy go lucky mother in law type, whatever. You know where you have a Meryl Streep who has really her pick of types of roles. Yeah, she. That's the sex. point that I'm. I'm not trying to put women against no, go women. Ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to 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 drive home the point that. It's when you were saying that black women, especially dark-skinned women, are at the bottom of the totem pole despite their qualification, despite despite their resume, Mm -hmm. they're still being paid less, having less opportunities for roles, and having less clout to, like, I'm going to give a, oh, sorry. And because I want to go back, thank you so much for making that uh, clarity or clarifying it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying it. Excuse me, let me get my work together. I got so many thoughts in my head. So basically... To go back to what Tusa was saying, mm-hmm. my question is, mm-hmm. if, what was her name? If Dark Skin Vivian, I'm not sure her actual Janet name, Huber. If Janet Huber were the image of what Hollywood says is beautiful, right. which is, the let's be standard, honest, the let's standard. be honest, if she looked like um, a different world, what was her name? Light Skin Girl. Um, um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, uh, Lisa Renee. Lisa, Lisa Bonet. Bonet. Lisa no Bonet. offense yeah. to her, but if she looked like Lisa Bonet, I pretty sure Will Smith would have found a way to deal with her and he would have kept her on the show. But the you know what's crazy about the the dark skin Aunt Viv? Everyone says that she was literally like so remarkably beautiful. She was. She not was. only she was. was she beautiful, she, she was so talented, guys. She actually acted. No offense. She could to the act, light but Viv. also she was a professional dancer. She brought everything to that show. A little she bit of more sass, a little bit more. I think. Yes, I love her. And this is no shade to the light skin Aunt Viv. She did what she needed to do in her moment. But what I'm saying that when I think of Aunt Viv, I definitely think of Janet Huber. She had way more different. Class, the during boys, that role, the energy. she literally embodied. She took mm-hmm. that role and made yeah, her no, no. own. It definitely. Yes. So it's funny when you see the switch. Um, I think they kind of knew that light skin and Viv was not gonna hit us quite as hard. Mm-hmm. So they tried to like write these scripts that would make her have these moments, but it never happened for me because they were organic. A lot of the things, like even in the reunion, she would say like this iconic dance scene. She freestyled that she did because she's and naturally it became a dancer. an iconic thing exactly yeah, she freestyled the dance that's amazing. yeah so that that's insane but also another point that i was gonna make go ahead going back to like colorism and kind of how that also affects the entertainment industry when it comes to black women and this is kind of like for the younger demographic when it comes to disney you've seen so many stars pop off of disney channel like yep. when they come out of disney they have a following mm-hmm. they have a flock and then it kind of goes into how they're going to transition into their adulthood like how are they going to go are they going to take the miley cyrus route there's even literally a terminology for that mm-hmm. so the two examples that i have is zendaya and coco jones mm-hmm. no one talks about coco jones for real Facts. like and they're sleep if y'all are sleeping on her wake up completely sleep and they came up basically around the same time they're around the same age yeah mm-hmm. and coco jones she's very talented she came off of disney she did all these movies she had like her own headlining with let it shine mm-hmm. like her own little thing and she does not have the sound power. Like she does not have the following. She doesn't have because she wasn't given the the, the she doesn't the have, backing of Disney the way. Yeah. Zendaya and do was. not get me wrong, Zendaya, I love her. We she's love one her. of my favorites. She's literally Teresa's favorite person. But she's literally like the biggest star. And I feel like yes, Zendaya's very talented. Yes, she's done everything like so. She's earned it. She has. She has earned it. But I feel like in that area, I'm like, why isn't that we haven't had a dark-skinned woman come off of Disney yeah. and really be on and pop? Kiki Palmer. Like, Kiki Palmer is the closest. No, Kiki yeah, Palmer well, she started on Disney. She was on Nickelodeon. She was Jackson VP. But she started on Disney, and she went to, to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah. 
What I'm saying is, yeah, Kiki Palmer is probably the closest thing. The closest thing. But she still hasn't even gotten. But she didn't have. Yeah, she didn't have her moment like she deserved. Exactly. Not at all. And my point is, there's probably several factors for that because I know Coco Jones did like an interview or like she talked about it Mm -hmm. and she said there are certain compromises that she wasn't willing to do. Um, because Ooh, they wanted, we're gonna get into yeah, that we, in a minute. We will definitely get into her drive her plane. Yeah, yes, she definitely didn't yeah. want to make certain compromises because they wanted to market her a certain way. But you want to know something? I feel like when you have like light skinned girls, and this is not to just you know put one one skin complexion against the other, but a light skinned girl has privilege. Yep, she has privilege. She's able to be soft. She's able to be bubbly. You look at the Yara Shahidis of the world, yep. able to be like you know there nerdy and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to a bl- darker skinned girl, they want to over sexualize her mm-hmm. that's the route that they always try to take her down yep. can i say and this real quick go ahead there is a reason why we are so hooked on colorism in this episode and we will continue to be hooked on it and it's because it's very apparent in the uh, hollywood yes. so that is why when you listen to this you will hear a lot of co- uh, colorism because it's apparent it's yeah. it's, it's it's the essence a of what drives it's a lot of our a lot issues. of people don't I'm even sorry, notice yeah. that i'll let you go no, ahead no, no. and go a lot and of people you. don't even what realize I, it what though. i'm trying to say is right continue. when we mentioned these names like zendaya and yara shahidi yeah these girls have earned their place they have and this is not to crap on them at all i'm not trying that. to downplay they're, you know, whatever they've done to get to where they, they are. Definitely I'm just it. saying like that. just won an Oscar? No, she won a, not a Golden Globe. It's a, something like that. I think it it's an a, Oscar. No, no, it's not an Oscar. Oscars haven't happened. Golden Globe. Oh. Something like Shut that. Up, it's something girl. big. You want something. An, an Emmy. An Emmy. That's okay. what it was. I'm sorry. I was like, It's an Emmy. So we can for Euphoria. It was for Euphoria. These girls, when they get offered these roles, they definitely do what they came, you know, what they were paid to do. Mm-hmm. And they do it well. Mm-hmm. This is not to comment on their skills or whatever. Right. I'm just saying the opportunities that are afforded to them and the way that they are marketed exactly. by these big companies is different. Exactly. And Coco Jones spoke about this in a video. She didn't go into specifics, but you can basically inference from what she said that there were certain compromises that she was not willing to make. And I admire her for Let's that. Let's jump into that right. When you quick. see somebody like China McClain. Yeah, exactly. Sh- who had a platform Morals on Disney. in the entertainment Disney. industry. That is what it is. Yeah, no, no. They, they, not they gonna compromise do, your morals. And I'm, I'm very proud of them in a sense that they did not, you know, Agreed. give in to these things, these negative stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're conscious of the fact that there are little girls who look like them who look up to them. Exactly. And if they give in, that means these other girls are going to follow suit. Facts. And this is the thing. Mm. When it comes... No, it's true. That's yes. the word. When it comes to acting and it comes to the arts, right? Because these are all artistic things. Exactly. A lot of these actors and musicians and everything else will say, I know how to separate my art between my personal life. Mm-hmm. So I can do these things... Because it's the art. Yes. But my personal life might necessarily might not necessarily align with what I'm doing. But when you have people that really live in their mora- morals, in their faith, and mm-hmm. they don't want to separate the two, they want to live their life, everything's showing like what they believe. Yes. Like the Chinas, like the Cocos, they don't want to accept roles that might actually ask them to be naked. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what she was insinuating. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. She said, I'm not taking my clothes off for y'all. And I respect that. 100%. I respect that. And I think that God will reward her for that. Abundantly. Definitely. And I think her moment is, you know. It's coming because people are finally starting to pay attention to her again. And I just, I feel like it's just, to me, it's personally very sick that when you think of a black woman, they want to over-sexualize her. Mm -hmm. Because the black woman is not able to be seen as vulnerable or this, you know, I'm not trying to say a victim, but, like, vulnerable is the word I'm going to go for. Yeah. Or this, like, damsel, because, they, or, like, soft. Yeah. They they don't want to go on her talent. They always want to go for her body. And that's horrible to mm-hmm. me. And I'm, pr- I'm very happy that even though, you know, we, let me not say even though, I'm very happy for the Zendayas of the world because when I think of Zendaya, I've never seen Zendaya pose nude. I've never seen her do any of that. She's very tasteful very in everything very, that she does. And I, that's exactly. not to, that's so not tasteful. shade to anybody who she does pose so me. I'm just saying that like for her she was able to maintain like her image that Great. she wanted to present mm-hmm. to herself without having to compromise cuz I'm sure so ask, and it, even it, in Euphoria like Euphoria drifts into the more adult things but mm-hmm. like she is a grown woman and she was able to transcend through that very gracefully as well. Yep. Go ahead, I have an interesting question. So do you guys know who Naturi is? Naturi yes, Nani. from 3LW. Uh, yes. So in power, if you haven't seen it, 
In the at the beginning, the first few episodes within Power, she was clothless. Or we were saying she was naked. naked, She was naked a lot of the times. And what that for her, like that was her first big role. Mm -hmm. So within that, I'm wondering if she felt like, okay, I'm I'm a dark skinned girl. I have to do this in order to make it. Now, did that open up doors for us to see her talent? Of course it did, because I didn't know Naturi could be as talented as she has presented herself in power. Mm -hmm. But she's, again, dark-skinned woman having to go the extra mile that most other actresses would not have to go through if they were lighter skin tone or whatever. Or white. Yeah, or white. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And And so it's like, it's a pure example. It's a pure example of what Misela is saying. Another example I just want to throw out there just to divert a little bit from the acting industry. Yes. More to, like, the music industry. Like, have you guys ever thought about why there's not, like, almost a black equivalent to Taylor Swift? Because Taylor Swift isn't, she's not, she's not, you know, busting it wide open. No, she's, she's not. She's not taking it off. She's portrayed she's, as she's a able to, woman. To be, no, she's able to be the victim. That's, That's another thing. She's able to be the victim. She's able to be, um, you know, vulnerable. She's able to be the damsel in distress, mm-hmm. but also the strong woman. She's able to play both sides. Yeah. And Empowering. without having to compromise, right? To but when you hmm. see in the in music, the notable names it, who are black. Meg Thee Stallion. All those people. And I'm not Sierra saying anybody maybe? is for... the closest to Taylor? Sierra, maybe? No. No. Not at all. No, I'm not saying that, that like, they're, they are being scared. forced to take off their clothes. I'm not saying that. And I'm not even saying that, you know... Meg, I'm just, No, I'm saying... No, thing. if that's your, you know, if that's your... Im- <laughs> but more to power to Shout you. If to that's what you want to do, girl, go for it. But what I'm saying is that, like, you don't see somebody in pop. You don't see a Nirvani or somebody like that who is able to rise up through just her music and reach those ranks without having to compromise. I've, and I've, I've thought about this a lot about Normani, and I think another reason probably why she hasn't been able to get the, is the morale is because yep, morale. she's not compromising. Yeah. She's not getting naked. She's yeah. not doing all of these things the way they sexualize black women. Yeah. And I feel like had she done those things, they probably we would have been seeing her on the charts the way we're seeing a lot of other And for that is the thing. When it comes to, like, okay, when you're talking about different industries, right? Yeah. You're going into the music industry. Yeah. In the music industry, specifically in the rap genre, they always like to pin black people against each other. So mm. they love it when there's two rising or two top women in the industry and they're beefing. Yes. Like the Nicki Minaj and Cardi, Cardi B. B. Mm-hmm. They love that because they like to portray minorities. As figuring. Mm-hmm. And even when you go back into the industry in the acting world or reality TV, I'll give a, a very um, recent example. In Love Island this past season, there was two black girls. Yes. They somehow made them be pinned against each other because they were going for the same guys. Mm-hmm. And even after the show, um, one of the contestants, her name is Rachel, she talks about it. She said that was her biggest fear going into the show was being portrayed a certain way as a black woman because yeah. she really wanted her and Justine to get along. But because of the way things were shown and because of the way things were kind of moved, they had to go against each other. Yeah. And she really did not want that narrative yep. to go across. And I truly believe back scene, back in the scenes, like mm-hmm. in the background, they do this on purpose. They, they pin these things like, they, oh, they this do. is a perfect opportunity to make it appear this way. They because when to, you and, talk to actresses mm-hmm. and singers and stuff, especially actresses that are on reality TV shows, yeah. and you talk to them, they'll say, it didn't even go down like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know and I mean? I, like, it's not big of a deal, yeah, but they, they highlight it. And I, and like I that. think exactly. this is why you see shows like Love and Hip Hop be so if popular. If y'all could see Because I'm if y'all can, no, no, no. If that's why you see shows like Love and Hip Hop be so popular, because they're trying to capitalize on this fabricated on animosity. Yes. No, fabricated I being recently, the very key word to this. I recently just watched a YouTube video of um. I actually follow her because she's really hilarious. Um, her name is Winter, and she was on the Black. Girl oh, I Club. know who you're talking about. Yeah, she just made a YouTube video. That show. Yeah, a lot. But exactly, but it's it's another example, right? Exactly. Of Go ahead. ratchetness. Yes. Literally, that's what it is. But I think it was equal opportunity, right? It was. <laughs> But basically, she spoke yeah. about, like, basically, she it didn't really want to get, <laughs> in the industry, she didn't want to get typecasted. She didn't want to get labeled as the ratchet girl that always fights and is always associated with that. And I feel like violence. a lot of the times you notice that in the industry, the women, the black women have been typecasted. We were talking about this earlier. Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union has been typecasted. Yes. She is the bougie, sadiddy, unapproachable 
manless Girl. woman. Exactly. She's always that. And, and then, then who women. else? Viola Davis. She's the struggle. Sanaya yeah. Always the struggle. crying, sobbing it's, somewhere. Sanaya Lathan, what, 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 what would she be? She's also the unapproachable, the yes. bougie black girl as well um who else do we got tony from girlfriends tony exactly from girlfriends. the whole girlfriend's yes, cast yes there's a different maya. way maya mm-hmm. maya exactly like everyone is joan distress taraji taraji, taraji p well, henson i'm just saying she is the po- i there. feel like yes. what it's so sad to me is that i feel like this industry thrives off the trauma of black women i agree mm-hmm. they I want women to be unapproachable they want them to be unlovable they mm-hmm. want them to be violent they want hard. them to be ratchet they want them to be hard yeah. they want them to be all these negative stereotypes and it's sad because you know what i feel like i've never tried to get into in- actually that's a lie i have but um i feel like when you are a black woman trying to break into the industry or not even just a black woman even latina women yeah. there's Moment this typecast they always yeah. want them to be the spicy latina oh, yeah. yes. you know the one who's ready to fight for her man or, mm. or you know do all these things yeah. or like the asian woman who is like you know very strict very cold very yeah. all yeah, these yeah. things right they have these typecasts and they want and a lot of people feel like well if you can't beat them, join them. Right. At least if I take Ooh. this opportunity and I play it I well enough, I'll get this. clout enough to decide what kind of role I want down the line. But that opportunity never comes. Mm-hmm. So you know what a good example about that is? Mm-hmm. If you guys think about this, have y'all ever watched the Pie Pies commercial and the black lady that's in the Pie Pies well, commercial? The one who makes the chicken? Yeah. Is she not the most ghetto? Like, she's very ghetto and like, oh, honey, let me she, do this, let me do that. I feel like yeah. they're portraying, oh, this is what an old black your mother auntie, looks like. This is what your your, mom. And it's like, that's not what my auntie looks like. Yeah. my auntie, Actually, none of my aunties look like that. Yeah. Or I mean, sound, or, you know, their, their character bougie. is not I don't thing. know about you It's the exactly. way that they entertain it. But basically, like, even, like, when Yusela was speaking earlier, when we were talking about the Fresh Prince and she was talking about Hillary and how she was, like, aloof and everything... They still played Hillary because they played on the fact that she was beautiful and that was it. And yeah. she had nothing else to offer but her beauty. Mm-hmm. But she didn't bring anything else to the table. And, you know, when I think of, like, that time period, I think of a movie like Clueless where you had, mm. what's her name? The one who's, like, that, you know, Trump supporter. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember Whatever her name, her name is. Y'all know, the black girl in Clueless. Yeah. She was also kind of this, you know, sadity kind of, like, prissy kind of girl. But the point is, it's like, you made a very valid point that I didn't think about. If this girl is going to be carefree, that means she got nothing in her mind. I have yet to see a role where a girl is, you know, pretty carefree. Mm, You know what? I take that back. Hmm. I'm going to go with Blackish with Yara Shahidi. Okay. That's probably the only example I can think of of a a black girl who is carefree, but but also smart at the same time. But you know what? It, she didn't start off that way, but there, you know, they also have to <laughs> make her the antagonist. She started off no, no, as she's the also, airhead. It, no, in she, Blackish, she, she started off as she the airhead. is an airhead, but even in Grownish, she's the antagonist. If no, she's not really street smart, but she's book smart. She, grew, but she's like the she antagonist. That, uh, she's not even the good guy. She's the bad guy on the show. Yeah, she's the like everyone. I've never seen someone who watched that show and walked away like, oh my gosh, like no, yes. everyone did not like. Like she, they, they, they made her go from like this. um airhead girl yeah. to this kind selfish. of very selfish, very selfish. vain vain yes yeah, vain kind of person yeah. so you know actually i can't you know probably if i think about it girlfriends tony though she was very full of herself she was a person who was very you know almost carefree tony she Charles. only thought about herself but she was successful mm-hmm. but but then again but they then used she, the way that they used tony they sexualized her she had big boobs and she used yeah. her sexuality she slept with a lot of men exactly. like they made her and that's they the literally thing. made There's, her uh what's the world then, uh promiscuous yeah and that's this what's sad to so, me is that like we right. don't see a black girl portrayed Same in stuff, media as somebody who is smart somebody who is capable someone who knows their beauty and their worth and does not have to leverage that to get ahead Yes. is a perfect example of that actually. actually but what yeah. role has she played that does that? That um, that that does what? That that right. lets her have that. You're right. Oh, that has all the carefreeness. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. So I'm trying to That there doesn't is, like there, she is in she's real life she's so, like that. I think if you're trying to go off of checking the box of being carefree and everything and being that bougie sadity, but no, like no, no, also not bougie. Smart. I'm talking about just any. Think of a black girl in general. Any black character, yeah, who that is, didn't have to be sexualized, who's out of the box, not sexualized, yes, who's not like her role Spider Man has to compromise. Her role in Spider Man is Mary Jane. She did not have to. She Who wasn't. She that? wasn't All sexualized. Right, I'll give you that. Exactly. She did not That's, have to. Or so her body. She was actually the dork. 
and she wore that's clothes what, that were very like not revealing. Okay, I'm gonna give you that's yeah, be that facts. one out of um, a million rolls. But you want to know something? That's a start. What's what's <laughs> it is a start, right? Every ocean starts with a drop of water. Hey. But here's what I'm gonna throw. So one of my favorite artists, right, is Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Billie Eilish is she does a very very good job of you know diverting the attention from her physically and right. her personally just to her music right people are so obsessed with her but she just doesn't give them the opportunity to just have access to her like that right like that. right i don't think there's a black girl out there who has her notoriety who would be able to do the same thing you know what to wear though? baggy clothes to not really ha- put herself you know out there that? I agree. and have music that's I that agree. notable this is crazy though to think about this just thought as i was Thinking about what you were saying, this dropped in my head. When you think, going back to the difference between black men, even black men and black women, right? And how black men still are above black women in the industry. If you don't believe me, think about one time that Kevin Hart was sexualized. (laughs) This is one of the top black actors right now. And if he was sexualized, it's a joke. Yes. Mm -hmm. Give me one moment where he had to take off his shirt, uh, you know, to, to, to gain a role. Give me one moment where he had to, you know what I'm saying? And that was the main part that everybody was talking if about. If anything, he plays that those up minutes. to his advantage. Yeah. Yes, but that's no, what I'm saying. It's yeah, a yeah, prime yeah. example Black men are more of the afforded, difference. They're afforded roles based on their merit, yes. based on their talent. Facts. That's why you see people like the Will Smith, the Kevin Hart's of this world, who are, you know, in these top roles, but it's based solely on their track record yeah. and not their physicality. And all but we're you asking know what's for crazy is that though, same respect for black women. It's weird because, That's... like, even when... Let, let, I'm going to give a little light to my brothers. Even when you talk about the black men in the entertainment industry, they always have to start off kissing somebody's butt Definitely. to get to a certain point. Because, like, when you look at all of these people, you're talking about Will Smith, and you're talking about Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. they had to, at some point, take a role that maybe that they B. weren't... Jordan. Exactly, that they weren't, like, down for. Like, some, somebody, was, that, somebody pointed this out when it comes to, like, comedians and, on, like, specifically with black the comedians. They all have to be women at some point. They all have to wear mm-hmm. a dress. Tyler you got Perry. the Jamie Foxx, you got the Bernie Max, rest in peace, Bernie Mac, Tyler Perry, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. all of them. Go down the line. All of them had to, at one point, do the whole dress bit. Why is that? Because it's the weird. entertainment industry thinks that black men have to fit this scope. And I feel like it's way. hazing. And also, oh, that's a good point. It is hazing. And also, they tried it with Dave Chappelle. And mm, but God, Mr. Soprano is not having that. That's all I can say. But God. So like you see all these these instances in the industry where the black men do go through the struggle and they get to the point, point and then they elevate. So they have they're forced to deal with it in a different way. They, they are. That's a good point. I like exactly. that. There right. is a struggle on each side, just how like Asian women have their their type. Yeah, of and, and and the reason why we're not really speaking on other women we, is yeah. because we cannot we're speak not. for them. We're, we're when we want to have other episodes where we invite like <laughs> exactly. Latinx, yeah, 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 and you know Asian women different and friends. different people to speak from their perspective, but we can only speak from ours, you Facts. know. Right. But the point is, they all go through it. Mm-hmm. They definitely all go through it, and this is not even to say that white women don't go through it. Oh, they go women in general struggles. go through it, and so, like we said, we just like to speak from a, a stance of like you know perspective, I guess, and we cannot speak for communities we don't belong to. But you know what's interesting, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna because I know we're we're about to wrap this up. I'm right. just gonna purposely drop this right here based off of what Michelle said. Uh-huh. So even though white women do go through their own struggles, I still feel like it's a sense of white privilege, even their struggles. Mm. Yeah. I mean... And that's all I gotta say. No, I mean, the thing about it is, you're right. This is, like, the whole thing, the space that I'm in as the adult that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. The adult space. I don't like to invalidate other people's struggles. Definitely. I agree. I agree. But we also have to not be ignorant of the struggles that are prevalent in each community. I agree. So, as we were talking about, we are black women. So, we are going to highlight the struggle of black women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And... In a way, we are in the entertainment industry by doing this podcast. Yeah. So it's prevalent to our lives. Mm-hmm. And and another thing that we didn't talk about, but I just want to throw out there real quick for maybe a part two to this conversation sure. is within the, there's there's even subcategories to this. So there's a struggle of being a woman in the industry. And now yeah. there's Yay. being a black woman in the industry. And then being, a, you know, straight or homosexual yes. in, the, in the industry. And then being a dark-skinned black woman mm-hmm. in the industry. Here. But now let's take it a step further. What about the people who are not from America who are trying to break into the industry? Yeah. There's a whole second, yes. another wave of struggle. Yeah. Struggle there. So what I'm saying is, it's kind of a, a never-ending scope. Yeah, of it always struggle. Just gets break down further and further. Yeah.
because I've seen a, a lot of outrage where, for example, like um, the girl who played Harriet in the movie. Um, I they cannot to think say of Harriet that, that she could not play it no, because, and she's because she was British, right? So that I'm and like, I know there was a now. lot of what? outrage around yes. that because they're like I was there are plenty of that. American women who da 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 all of this, all of these things, right? But it's like I don't see that outrage for British white men playing Americans. Exactly. I don't see that outrage for British white women playing Americans. Exactly. I don't see that outrage for Americans playing British people. Exactly. I don't see that, that outrage is, for um, white people playing Latino or black people. I don't about see that, it. Though you're an actor, we hope that's your job is it's to be able to embody other to act into the and role. make me feel despite what be, your personal upbringing was the whole point of an actor is for you to make me embody that and, role and understand and relate those emotions definitely so it's here's like, the thing here's the thing i i understand both sides of the argument right because for example i've seen people like there's been a large argument in the gay community about straight people playing transgendered roles because there are plenty of transgendered people who are looking for opportunity to get into the... No, 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 no. There are plenty of credible transgendered people who are looking for their big break into the industry. That's valid, right? And so to give that role to a straight person... I get it, right? And but on the other hand, right, the the whole point of being an actor is to be able to embody a persona that is not you, right? So I understand both sides of the argument. That doesn't matter. On that is just this. Once you get your foot in the door right. and you are the hottest thing at the moment, you're going to automatically overpower someone else who's just coming into the game. Uh, plain and simple. Uh, I keep going to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is the hottest thing right now um, in, his, in his category as a comedian and an actor. Mm-hmm. And he keeps getting roles. I read, and it's not because he's, he's the best at it. No offense to Kevin Hart. I love yeah. you, Kevin Hart. It's not because he's the best at it. It's because he's the hottest thing right now. Yeah. So no, why I, not throw Kevin Hart I read an article today, actually. I read an article this morning today about a new movie that just came out on Netflix called Prom. Mm-hmm. And James Corden, you guys know James Corden. Yes. He, has a, he plays a gay character. Oh, on the show. really? He's the, basically the main character of the movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. But there was outrage because James Corden is straight. He's married to a woman. All of these things, right? So they they had this outrage but you have to think about why did they give him this role because james corden has a following he has an audience that is going to support him in this endeavor right Right. of course you could give it to an unknown person or whatever but you know when these people are producing these movies and i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying they're just going to go for what is going to give them the best return on their investment facts and i think that that's the struggle and that's part of that it is it's the struggle being like an up-and-coming actress and going against these eight-listers like you might be better for the role but like if you don't got the clout behind it then that's you ain't gonna bring in that revenue that is exactly what but if god wants to bless you he will yeah so, so and it does I happen like for people. They that's have, part of the people have their breakout roles. Job. They get lucky. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. But guys, on that note, we're going to just take this, bring this episode to a close. There's so much more we could say about this topic. A lot more. But we just want to just kind of end it here. If you guys do have opinions on this topic, please be vocal and let us yes. know. Comment, go to our DM page. us, go to our page under the post. Let us know what you guys think because if y'all want a part two of a similar topic, we can definitely give you guys that. And Teresa, what's our page again? Our page is Lit on Teens Podcast. That's L E S T A N. T-I-N-E-S podcast on Instagram. We're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. (laughs) Which is probably where you're hearing this. Exactly. And we are coming soon. Though we've been saying this for a couple of months, we really are working on it. We are coming soon to screens near you on YouTube. So stay tuned. We are going to shock you. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.